I find myself a little emotional as we get into the story of Ricky Williams. Man, social anxiety and just seeing how far he has come in the process. Don't get me wrong. I would say that he's into some things and has some ideas that I that personally don't make sense to me even today. However, he's doing him. So come along, Ricky Williams. I'm using a variety of sources. We start with the Anxiety and Depression Association of America article called Ricky Williams, A Story of Social Anxiety Disorder. Side note, Wes Murphy here, Anxiety Help with Wes. I'm tracking my now regular stories and uh, the numbers of people who listen, and I love season two, and I'm, I'm doing a story every two weeks so I can get that on lock, and then we can start posting maybe even more than that, but this stuff takes time. iTunes, you jerks, nobody gave me a rating. All it does is lets me know that you're here and that you care. If you go to iTunes, Anxiety Help with Wes, give me a rating, one, two, three, four, five stars. I don't care what star. I just want to start some conversation. Ricky Williams. Most people know Ricky Williams as he's the Heisman Trophy winning running back. He's who had it all. Fame, money, talent. Jumping to today, he's retired. He's 42. And we're going to get fully in his life. At the time, though, he is the man at Texas. University of Texas, the Longhorns from 95 to 98. He is a vicious running back. He, he, he wins the Heisman. He goes on fifth NFL draft pick to the New Orleans Saints. He's got the start of a successful career. He's in the NFL. People, though, start to notice his behavior, and they call him weird. They think he's just obsessed with drugs. <laughs> he's aloof. Who would have known, though, that this guy who plays for crowds of 100,000, dreaded the thought, going to the grocery store, meeting a fan on the street. Ricky says, I'm 23, I'm a millionaire, and I had everything. Yet, I was never more unhappy in my life. I felt extremely isolated from my friends and family because I couldn't explain to them what I was feeling. I had no idea what was wrong with me. He felt like even at Texas that he had this, you know, people knew him and that he could sit in his discomfort and and take on these weird behaviors and he would be okay. Like let's take a look at one of his let's go to one of the videos. Bear with me just a moment. Let's see if this is the one. Just gotta make plays down there. And like that's what my helmet was when I was a rookie talking to the media with like a security blanket. Like my whole thing is just to feel comfortable. And in college, I'd get away with, this, with these security blankets because you know, people liked me and, and they were just like, okay, just let him be him and it was, it's not hurting anybody. Is there a- 
Yes. He says, I would get away with these security blankets, meaning these weird actions because, hey, he's an awesome football player. And we see that a lot, that someone develops a, a really strong skill in another area and we, 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 we don't consider the rest of the person. When I think about you know, a, an athlete in high school, when, when I personally interact with that student, I try to engage with him on a different level. Williams, so he had this safety blanket and, and the p- people around him accepted him, though when he goes professional, the fears escalate. So he has high expectations to perform. He's on playing on a greater stage. People are starting to think he's aloof and weird. He does interviews with his helmet on. He shies away from fans. Get this, he could barely even interact with his own young daughter or leave the house to do errands. What people just didn't realize is that simply talking to a reporter, a fan, a community member, even his own family, he was struggling with the root of the problem. There is... A lot. When I think back about me being in high school, I graduated high school in 2001, so I was very familiar. I played football. I am familiar with Ricky Williams, and I remember people, yeah, he's this great running back. He's also kind of a drugger. He doesn't care. He's weird. I'm not going to get into his full. He played 10 or 11, maybe even 12 seasons in the NFL. And a couple, he had a number of drug violations, marijuana. And the tide on that has changed the the viewpoint. There is a story of Ricky. He's supposed to be reporting for camp. It's it's in the middle of his NFL career. I mean, he's being paid a lot of money. He's in Australia. Why? I don't know. I don't remember. Tracking down information about Ricky is even a little bit unique. I can't find a timeline of all of this stuff. But there's this like a homeless guy who kind of has this tent on the beach who shouts at him, and he's got on a Bob Marley shirt, and Ricky says, I am a Bob Marley fan, so we started talking. Well, Ricky just starts living with this dude, and he says, yeah, we just talked about philosophy and life. And what it tells me is Ricky has he's excelled in ath- academically. In high school, he starts focusing on achievement, academics, and athletics. Though he's never explored the who am I. And part of that exploration would come about because something's wrong as far as interacting. Let's see if we got another video queued up and ready to rock. This is Ricky at a TED Talk. They've invited him to do a TED Talk. This was posted in 2014. I like his intro front of you all on this stage because I looked at my life and I said, okay, yeah, I was a Heisman Trophy winner and I, I played for your Miami Dolphins. And yeah, right? And I got suspended, I think, two or three times for doing drugs. No clap? No. And I, I have, I think, five or six, I'm not sure, kids from three different women. No clap? All right, so. And still, 
I was invited to be here in front of you speaking. So what is that, right? I feel that. That gives me chills. It's like, yes, he's saying it lighthearted. He makes the joke about the clap. Um, But it's clear that he's not proud. And he's engaged. Um, He's not been, obviously, a... What's the word? Probably honest. Can we dare say maybe good father? How can you be to, to, to the variety of the number of kids with the number of women? In his statement right there, he's saying, I'm a piece of crap in some people's eyes, but yet you would still have me here. And that you can see past some of these. He, he goes on to label these as mistakes. You can see past some of these mistakes and realize that maybe I have some value. It's just really cool, and it hits me that, hey, nobody's, nobody's perfect. We're all trying to figure this out, and Ricky is, is no different. Let's go to his background just a little bit. Let's back up just a moment. <laughs> Ricky Williams, the man who marches to the beat of his own drum, he is born 1977, in San Diego, California, along with two sisters, one of which is a twin. Mom is 19 at the time of having Ricky. Dad is 18. They divorce when he is five years old. That's in 1983. In the divorce papers, it alleges that his father sexually abused Ricky and Cassie, though his father denied this charge. His mom works days and went to school at night, and this kind of left Williams to look after his sisters. He would see them off to school. He helped them with their homework. He cooked dinner. It says that he had some anger issues, and that required counseling at the urging of his mother. As his mom told ESPN in 2003, she said, quote, the counselor said, Um, that her children would never, ever lead a normal life, that anything that happened would follow them the rest of their lives. And she says, my goal in life was to teach them to lead as normal a life as possible. That's pretty interesting. Let me break that down. I feel like the counselor is saying, hey, they've got some aces, right? Some adverse childhood experiences, and this will have an impact, be aware. Ricky says in um, an interview in 2002, his mom taught him, don't expect anything from anyone. That is reality. When people are whining about life not being fair, well, that's life. It's not supposed to be fair. It talks about, and I mentioned this earlier, he did struggle academically like K through 8th grade, but in high school there was this change. He focused on achievement this athletic and academic. He's an honor roll student. He is an active athlete. And get this, baseball, football, track and field, wrestling. And if we know the Ricky today who's very interested in astrology and yoga and spiritual and consciousness, what we see here in high school is movement toward performance, 
external. There's not a lot of internal work. He's not part of the debate team. He's not... Yeah, it's just like that side of him is not being addressed, but, but surely he makes up for it. Senior year, he is named the San Diego Union Tribune's 94 Player of the Year. He goes on to Texas, National Spotlight, 95 to 98. He set all kinds of rushing records. Okay, senior year, 2,327 rushing yards. That's incredible. I, again, I'm not a huge football fan, but I can appreciate people who are excelling in their field, and that's pretty pretty incredible. He, he would go on to hold and share 20 NCAA records, has the Heisman, College Football Hall of Fame, goes to the NFL, and here we go with the NFL. And it starts kind of slow, and there's some injuries and things like that, but he's still bringing it. Going back to social anxiety. One day, he's a professional, and a friend says, Hey, man, you should go see a therapist. Ricky says, ah, Yeah, I don't know. I did one of those when I was a little kid. I'm, I'm not sure. And in my mind, Ricky thinks about the stereotypical therapist that's on TV shows. You watch TV? They're all the same, the therapist. They're weird they're looking at you very intently they <laughs> it's it's kind of ridiculous you don't have to be uh the the view of what you think a therapist is supposed to look like so in my mind ricky's like yeah i'm not into that but he ultimately goes listen to his therapist janie barnes she says when i first met williams he could hardly look me in the eye so after a couple meetings, and maybe right away, she realizes, oh, social anxiety disorder. Very clear. A couple other articles that said he was also given or diagnosed with borderline personality, something about narcissist personality. And that makes sense to me because if social anxiety is worried about being embarrassed and a narcissist is kind of focus on self, those two... If I'm always focused on self, then it is more likely that I may be anxious. If I'm focused on others, then I'm not so I'm not even worried about how I'm going to look. Like most people with this condition, Williams thought, "Hey, I'm just shy, I'm strange." And she says, "It was clear to me that his anxiety was debilitating. This is very different than shyness. Social anxiety disorder, she says, is highly treatable. Ricky Williams has this powerful quote. I think I've got it queued up. Let's listen in. It's about shy, shy versus quiet. And when I first was asked, and I was, I was talking with Haley about what I was going to do from... Hang on. Let's go here. This is the AKFSA Foundation. No more running. Former NFL running back Ricky Williams shares his struggle with social anxiety. This is it. Um, and as a kid, yeah, I was considered I was considered shy, but I was a good football player, so it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, 
And, and now as I've matured a little bit, I, I realize that I, I've, as I've come to know myself a little bit more and, and know who I am, I feel like I've moved from being shy to being quiet. And, and I think that the distinction here is people who are shy, they're uncomfortable being quiet. They're uncomfortable being who they are on the inside. And they have difficulty because they don't receive much support from their, their society, from their culture, for being the way they are. And so the first thing I, I, I would tell anyone who identifies with, with some of the things that I'm saying as being introverted is, is to own it, to claim it, and, and to love it. Because I think it's, it's your path. And one of the things that I think goes along with introversion is the way that I have gotten to know who I am and, and to know myself has been times alone, the things that I like to read, the people that I feel comfortable with, with to open up to and, and, and to share. And that's how I've learned, I've learned who I am. Because one of the things about anxiety, and, and we, we talked about it briefly earlier, is let's say I take... This is more than I planned on playing, but I, I, I'm curious on, on where he's going with this. One of you, any of you, and I give you uh, some cleats, give you some high socks, some knee pads, thigh pads, hip pads, some shoulder pads, give you a jersey and a helmet, and take you to, take you to the stadium in a, in a professional football game. Yeah, he goes on to, I remember now, that to talk about the nature of anxiety, meaning if you're not confident in playing football and I throw you onto a field with an NFL, you're going to be anxious, and he, he, he takes a big look. I like, though, going back what he's saying is there are two things I took from that. I have to be um, internally content. That, that, that's what it's all about for me. And the other piece is I can own that maybe I'm not like everybody else. Perhaps I'm not this extrovert. Even more powerful is that he's standing in front of this room of people and I'm imagining most or some of them also deal with social anxiety, also have, are working on overcoming it. And you have a guy here who has this, at least had this image of this big, bad football player. By the way, he's about 5'11", 230 pounds, a thick young man. He is. I'm 5'11", 155. Dude. I just think that's, I'm always impressed by people who are just like tanks. So he's this tank of a guy who's this big, bad football player, yet who says, dude, I, I have some social anxiety. Williams has his first therapy session, and he felt like I am on the road to recovery. He says, after I was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder. I felt immense relief because it meant that there was a name for my suffering. I wasn't crazy or weird like I thought for so many years. I'm, I'm not. As part of my treatment program, his physician prescribed an antidepressant in combination with therapy. And he says soon thereafter, I was able to start acting like the real Ricky Williams. He talks a lot about he talks a lot about medication and overcoming the stigma and says I'm sick, I need help. Williams made 
really incredible improvements once he was diagnosed and started treatment. He says, I understand that a lot of people, especially men, look up to me because of my profession. So I have a chance to reach out to them and let them know what I've been through and how treatment has made my life so much better. If my story can help even one person to seek help, it will feel as though I've scored the game-winning touchdown. <sighs> yeah, if I'm going to have to you know, face this, might as well help people and share what's helped me, which is... It seems it's it's like with health, diet, and exercise, as far as mental health, it's maybe medication and therapy. And then he leans, he steers into it. He doesn't apologize for it. No, I don't apologize for who I am. All right, who is the real Ricky Williams? Who is the real Ricky Williams? I went to his Instagram page. <laughs> I went to, I've watched all of his videos I've looked at a number of things. So it seems like one, he definitely is, uh, I don't want to say all over the place. Um, he, he has a cameo.com. It's where celebrities can go on and, and do a happy birthday for like 70 to $100. He's on there. He's on there. I, oh, why wouldn't you be trying to make a little little cash? Chris Lee is also on there, and his thing is really funny about Cameo. He has, uh, what is it? He's got like, he does astrology. Oh, that's the thing Ricky does. He'll give you for 75 bucks an astrology message. It seems like he has a number of various businesses. There's He's into Ayurveda and holistic Indian healing methods. It seems, I, I will say this, it does seem a little bit, it does seem a little bit scattered. Uh, he's inviting people to some, th- he's doing his thing, good for him, and I hope he's well. With with Ricky, in college, he's got this chiseled face and this dreads, and now he's he's kind of bearded out, he's got the gray, he's looking a little bit more wise. Who I think the real Ricky Williams is, I think he loves, I think he's a philosopher and he he loves learning about what drives him and what drives other people. I don't know uh, a, a lot about Indian philosophy. I have some reasons to be skeptical, but I, I, I'm a little more skeptical in general. But it seems as if this image of the athlete was part of who he was but he also now really feels the other side of himself which is I I, I like to think I like to talk about life I, maybe he's an entrepreneur on some level he likes to create he's focused on astrology which I think is cuckoo can I say that is that is that a little too honest I think astrology is a little bit your moon sign your rising sign if yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In any case, the work that he's done, the steering into the unknown, the consciousness, you know, uh, what's the word? The unexamined life. Not Ricky Williams. Boy, has he done it. He, that, that's why it's so 
inspirational for me that he he would be so bold and so courageous and here he is speaking in front of groups he's a great speaker so i'll try to put some of my links in the in the notes but all you got to do is google ricky williams let's close it up ricky williams social anxiety powerful go to itunes Give me a little something. If you find these things helpful at all, drop me a message. Anxiety help with Wes. Send me a message. Heck, you may be. Perhaps I'm not getting them. Should I drop my Gmail? I'll drop my Gmail. WesleyHMurphy at gmail.com. WesleyHMurphy at gmail.com. Drop me a note. I would like to hear. We'll be back in two weeks.